on the poker show tonight. A French, a Brit, and a Swede all make a run in Amneville. Those crazy Carpenter brothers try and make a name for Half Flush. What's the best poker package you've ever had? Plus, all hands on deck for Marrakesh. Welcome to the Poker Show. Here's some highlights from tonight's show. And we're taking them skiing tomorrow. Then after the skiing, we're taking them to a spa so they can get a treatment as well. I've spewed my role so many times drunk and I'm uh, just getting my act together now. And then we're taking them to a nightclub and um, partying hard all through the night before we send them home on the plane. I'm trying to get sponsored off the back of it, but it's, I'm not getting anywhere. You know, the deeper it gets, I'm just going to have to go for that win more and more. Yeah. You know, because it's so, the, the first prize is so huge for me compared to like for, for most of the other guys. All the old donks now, like, they can never win, so we need some new people. Yeah, Marrakesh is an exciting place. It's like the, you know, um, it's exotic, it's a little bit magic, it's a a little bit mysterious. Just go and make hands and then just bet the hell out of them. Just try and get paid where you've actually got a hand, whereas, like, the later stages, you're going to be able to capitalise, trying to take down more little pots. Paul, right? Tom, Tom, sorry. <laughs> sorry, Tom. Close Good start. I mean, we've been laughing about it a little, you know, but uh, no, not really analyzed the hand or whatever, but uh, he's a sick dude, so. Oh, this is like, um, like a, I don't know, a really small, like $11 speed, the standard was, and this is like five, 500 euro tournament. Yeah. France is broke, so they all come to pay small tournaments. <laughs> no, that, no, that's true. So. Yeah. But you have included as well the room of the hotel okay. for during the during the event, as well a buffet for the dinner, which is amazing. Like that's it's very it's good amazing, yeah. and uh, as well the breakfast and lunch. So yeah. I mean, if you were playing against people that were making random decisions, it would be tougher than this. Well, I'm back from Amneville and now preparing for Marrakesh. Had a great time in Amneville. Always fun to be on the road. You know, there's two kinds of poker players in my mind. There's the people who like to stay home, have their niche, have their routine, do this and that. And then there's the poker players who like to be on the road. It used to be that nearly everybody had to be prepared to go on the road quite a bit. Uh, There just weren't enough games. You had to go to Vegas for a bunch of weeks every year. But these days with the internet, a lot of guys stay home. But you know what? There's the road is coming back. The internet's getting tougher, and these great locations, Amneville, Marrakesh, Venice, Vienna, mean that uh, if you are a road player, you're going to find yourself in better situations. A couple guys talked to it and met out there at Amneville, and you know Amneville was kind of a backwards, uh, you know, out of the way place. I mean, good location, great value, as everyone said, but uh, you had to make a little effort to get there. And the guys who went there, a lot of the young Brits and the the Swedes stuff they were all guys who don't mind being on the road you know we talked with john ames last time this time scott o'reilly uh he had a bunch of friends bunch of guys uh they came out to amneville they were headed up to amsterdam for the master classics after that uh these guys know how to find value they're having a good time pear lind and jimmy ossenson and that group uh they like to be on the road Anthony Lelouch, who I talked with briefly, uh, he's a French player who's always traveling, and it pays off. It pays off these days. I guess you got to be young and single, but uh, I'll tell you what, Marrakesh coming up, not going to be a bad place to go. Uh, that Amneville, uh, deepest player that I know, Jan Ames went quite deep, got 32. Uh, the French table, the final table was mostly uh, French guys, but it was uh, it was a rousing finish and had a good time there. Uh, got the chance to talk to also a guy from the Montessori, a couple guys from the Montessori Casino in Vienna, which I've heard really good reports about. And they're having a 500,000 uh, euro guarantee, half a million euro guarantee tournament in December uh, in Vienna. Uh, there are all kind of things they're offering for that. So we're going to talk about that a little later on. Also sat down with Alexander Dreyfus, uh, who's, you know, Chili Poker is uh, sponsoring the WPT Marrakesh in association with the WPT. And they're very excited for that. I'll be going. It's a beautiful place. Talked with him about what you have to do to get. You can still qualify, you know. 
what you have to do to get involved with that. Uh, plus, Dave Brannon, who from Living It, Loving It, uh, is basically the company that makes all the packages for a lot of the sites and definitely for the WPT for the qualifiers. He's a really neat guy, always trying to do some different kinds of things. I mean, the qualifiers that came this time, uh, from he had some qualifiers from B-Win. They were at a Michelin-starred restaurant. They were go-karting. They were downhill skiing, the whole thing. Uh, and that's an addition to all the kind of things. So he talks a little bit about what you have to look for in a package because, you know, not all packages are the same. And uh, last but certainly not least, I caught up with the Carpenter Brothers. If you don't know these guys, you certainly will. Tom and Ben, they're not twin brothers, but they, they, they're never far apart. They dominate the leaderboards or the tournament leaderboards on Party Poker. And this Ben Carpenter is in the mold of Luke Schwartz. Uh, I think that is not a bad guy to model yourself after. Really good player. Uh, they did pretty well in Amneville. And I'll tell you what, I think that this Ben Carpenter might uh, end up showing up, you know, as a Premier League poker qualifier. He'd be good for it anyway. I talked with him uh, about a bunch of stuff as well. So uh, we'll be right back. Hi, I'm Roland DeWolf, Triple Crown winner, and this is The Poker Show with Mickey Dane. I mean, Jesse May. Hey, Jesse, it's Kim Lansing here. If you don't have a Party Poker account, sign up today using the bonus code POKERSHOW and we'll match your first deposit up to $500. That's $400 more than normal, but you have to use the bonus code POKERSHOW. Already got a Party Poker account? We've got something for you, too, an exclusive reload bonus. Redeposit using the bonus code POKERSHOW50 and we'll match your deposit up to $50. It's always fun when day one finishes. You know, they have the day 1A, the day 1B, and then day two starts. And you can feel that excitement because, you know, no matter what you say, no matter how good the field is, no matter how many chips you get to start one of these tournaments with these WPTs, getting through the first day is a bit of a minefield. A couple guys I talked to right before they started playing, and then, of course, uh, at the end when, when, you know, they'd gotten through and were feeling pretty good. One of them, Perilind, who I just think is a fantastic player. I found his blog, you know. He used to write a blog for uh, an English blog for some poker websites. Now he writes a, a Swedish blog. Really interesting guy. Very, very good player, this Perilind. I watched him a little bit. Uh, anyway, he's one of the global package qualifiers. This is the best uh, <laughs> the best value, I think, in the history of poker. You know, if you qualify for this Party Poker Global Package and then win the WPT, you get half a million dollar bonus. Plus, everyone else who qualify for the Global Package uh, gets gets to split up another half million. So you're kind of in with 10 runners, uh, as it was for this uh, WPM to Amityville. Both Jimmy Austin and Perilyn qualified for that Global Package. So they were playing for something even bigger than first prize. And right before the thing started, I got to ask Perilind, uh, if he was kind of excited about having a chance at this extra half a million. So yeah, this is uh, my last shot at getting that bonus. So definitely going for it. And uh, now Christopher Thorson, your friend, he got very close in London, and you were like, you were going to be on for about what sixty, seventy thousand dollars? Yeah, yeah, something like that. So we were we were rooting for him very How, bad, but and he had a lead with five people left, but then he got lost a couple of big pots where he had the best hand. So that was uh, that was tough luck. Have you seen any of the the coverage from that WPT London? Yeah. Yeah, I have. Uh, it was uh, quite an extraordinary final table with a lot of cool plays that you don't really see. And he made one of the sickest plays I've ever seen. He made like a five-bet pre-flop yeah. shove with A6. Did you ask him? Have you talked to Christopher about that? Uh, not really. I mean, we've been laughing about it a little, you know, but uh, no, not really analyzed a hand or whatever, but uh, he's a sick dude, so I'm sure, <laughs> he is sure a sick it was dude. a good play. <laughs> it was. Jake Cody said he's like the best player he ever came up against, yeah. so that was... Uh... Yeah. But listen, uh, there's ten people in the promotion. Do you know any of the the guys that you've got a piece of here? I, I only know Jimmy uh, very well, but apart from him, not really. Don't really know anyone. And I think uh, we're probably going to have to do it ourselves. Because, do it you know, yourselves. It's a, it's a large field and only 10 players, so better win it myself. But if, <laughs> if you guys both get knocked out, probably the first thing you'll do is find out oh, yeah, who's definitely. still in. <laughs> definitely. Because that's like, what, $50,000 that you'd get yep. if someone else wins. Yeah, that's right. And then a half a million if you do it yourself. Yep. Uh, Aside from the price money, which is... So, well, which will be not insignificant. Yeah. Yeah. 
All right. Good luck, both you guys. Thank you. Thanks. Cheers. Pair made it through the day with quite a big stack. Jimmy Ostensen did not, but he uh, luckily still had Pear to root on for for his 50K. Uh, anyway, I talked to Pear just before the start of day two to see how he was feeling and if he had a different strategy uh, with that extra money for first. Pear Lind here. Have you have you checked uh, you how many how many guys are still left from the global package, or you got it all on your shoulders? Uh, I haven't checked actually. I'm just uh, relying on myself to do it for now. But, and so uh, is Jimmy Austinson. Yeah. I think that's what he was saying. <laughs> yeah, he's uh, he's hoping for me now, but he's threatening me. He might go to Amsterdam, then I might not win just to punish him. <laughs> <laughs> you, you you got a pretty big stack. Did the did the day go as you planned, or you know did you have to make a lot of adjustments? Uh, no, it was. Well, I can't say that it was his plan because I just ran really, really good. You know, I got a lot. Well, you always plan for that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was really easy. I got a lots of good hands and lots of good flops, and then I managed to suck out in a in a big pot where I had enough flush draw. And the other guy had a lower flush draw, but he had a meter pair as well. And I managed to pair on the, on the turn. But it, is the idea to k- try and keep the pot small, or actually to try and you know gambled up a little bit and see if you can get a big stack? Because it's hard with your with your million. Yeah, yeah, you know, it's it's a little. I get a little thrown about that, but you know, for now the field is still pretty soft. I think so. I'm, I'm not going to be risking that much. But you know, the deeper it gets, I'm just going to have to go for that win more and more. Yeah. You know, because it's so the, the first price is so huge for me compared to like for, for most of the other guys. They're, they are way more affected by like the, the steps in the price money than I'm going to be. I'm just going to have to go for the win. Now you played a couple of these live tournaments, but this day seemed really long. Day one and day two is going to be the same. Did, were you feeling it, or were you okay with that? Two in the morning, three in the morning. Yeah, like. yeah, yeah. It's it's been a really long day, but you know what can you do? They're gonna run this tournament, you know. Yeah. In just five days or whatever. So it's the way it is, you know. And I mean, we last level of the night is sometimes the best. Is the sometimes the best? That's where the good players make their money. Sometimes. Yeah. yeah. I, mean. I mean, you do get tired. Maybe you you're not playing your A game, and after you know, twelve hours in the casino, but you know. It's fine. It's just it's just the way it is. You have to just keep telling yourself, look at that guy. He's much worse than me. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> He's <Exactly>. really tired. <laughs> All right. Good luck today, Fair. Thank you. Also had a chance to catch up with Scott O'Reilly during WPT Amneville. Now, Scott first came on my radar a couple of years ago during the, the UK Open. Uh, where he qualified, he, he was uh, he called himself a roofer for the Midlands there, but he's a poker player. Had a deep cash the WSOP main event a few years ago, like top hundred uh, or so. Uh, did well in the UK Open, played in the Sports Stars Challenge as a qualifier. But now he's a, he's a grinder on party poker, and you just listen to him talk poker. A very very impressive young man. This guy is definitely a player. Um, and and you know when he's not playing live, uh, he's uh, he's grinding it out. I asked him uh, how many tables. Uh, do you play at once on party poker? Is, is it 15, perhaps? 12 minimum. These, these days, 12 nothing. <laughs> really? Just play as many moes as you can, just get the practice in and try and get the dollars at the end of the day. Um, any, uh, are, you, are you planning on playing more of these WPTs? Maybe Marrakesh, that sort of thing? Like uh, Possibly. I haven't quite decided my schedule yet. Yeah. Uh, probably be Aussie Mills, like, for sure. Um, but what I do in between now and then, um, I don't know. You're not a global pack. Guy, are you not for that million no, or no, no. Like that? I'm, I qualified just for the 7k yeah. package for guy. All right, just to, because there was something to do. And what, what do you make of Luxembourg and that sort of thing so far? Yeah, it's quite cool, it's quite novel little city, it's you know, very traditional. Um, we, we chilled around for a couple of days in Luxembourg already, it was quite nice, food's good. Are you traveling with some other British guys then? Yeah, a couple of uh, other Brits that are like buying in uh, direct and stuff. Oh, nice. And with sharing rooms and whatnot, so it's, it's going to be a hell of a long day. Um, but I like it, you know, I, I enjoy the fact that like people are going to be tired towards the end of the day, and hopefully I won't, so... It's fine. Red Bull's great. Yeah. All right. Nice one. Good luck, Scott. Yeah, Cheers. He had far from an easy day one. Scott O'Reilly uh, just barely barely got through with his starting stack up and down but you know you have that buzz of adrenaline and about three o'clock in the morning when they were coming out for the with the buses uh i got the chance to see how how you feeling scott how many you got scott just tell me how many chips you got i saw you were a little bit short stacked a the massive of thirty-two thousand. all right but a I tough day, day yeah you must have two thousand extra <laughs> winning day for that's him. about a yeah. hundred an hour right yeah, exactly. <laughs> one big blind per hour coming back tomorrow i Made myself a whole big blind, <laughs> which is huge. <laughs> but I mean, uh, must have must have been a tough day. Tell me about a tough decision you made today. I mean, like any um, really tough ones? 
Nothing too bad, just a couple of simple like laydowns that like feel bad at the time. Cause you don't know if they're just playing like playing like the, t- the tempo and like just trying to abuse, but just folding things like Ace Queen. Ace Jack hand was quite close. Like, you weren't sure what to do. Ace Jack suited. Well, it was pretty obvious. I'm getting yeah. it in there. Just like where was that on the turn, the river? It's on the turn. Um, I've opened Ace Jack suited, got one caller, the flops come down, Ace Queen 5, two of my suits, so I've like flopped all the gold, I'm really happy at this point. Um, I bet he calls, and then the turn brings to Snoff Suit 4. Um, I wasn't really too French sure whether to, Yeah, I wasn't too sure whether to just carry on betting it and hope he calls along, but I'm in a bit of a sticky spot if the river just breaks off. I don't know where, but I had no idea. I was new to the table, so I had no idea what he was calling me down with. And, and if you bet it's like a pot size bet for the river type of yeah, thing. Yeah, I opt to check, let him bet, and then jam it in anyway, just just for fun. Just and, uh, yeah, it gets through. Like, I'm, I'm always I'm always leaving myself outs. Like I obviously still have outs if he does like find the call, but it, my chair is jammed. There's so much in the middle at this point. Like you know, it's it's good to just secure that. How do you change your game for a field like this? I mean, obviously, just a little bit maybe softer. You play a little bit tighter. Is that is that the idea, or do you play? More Maybe pots. in the early stages, yeah. uh, you got to play, you just got to make hands and then just bet the hell out of them. Just yeah. try and get paid where you've actually got a hand. Whereas, like, the later stages, you, you're going to be able to capitalize, trying to take down more little pots, like small ball poker. It's yeah. just going to continue. But last level, people are trying to hang on. Were you trying to jam a little bit? I mean, I don't know. I can't trust these Frenchies. <laughs> just, just be like hanging on in there, I'll be honest. So, yeah, no. No, it's a good day. Like, I had a peak of like 50 and now 32. Just so I had a bad level like at the end. Uh, Lines are one and two when you're coming back. Uh, I presume eight sixteen. Okay. Uh, it's it's enough play. I have like twenty bigs. It's three bet jam zone. That's yeah, easy. That's Some, right. Something to do with that. <laughs> All right. Good luck tomorrow. Yeah, cheers, Jesse. Another fella I saw standing out by the bus stop was Anthony Lelouch. By far, one of the top players in France and in the whole world, really. Lots of big EPT finishes. We saw him on the high rollers final table where he bubbled. Uh, he's one of those guys who will play in that fifty or $100,000 event in Marrakesh when it happened. Uh, they used to call Anthony Lelouch in French, his nickname translated as the other one, meaning the guy who's not David Benjamin. But it was a mark of respect. And Anthony is one of those players who he's just tough all the time. Uh, But he gave me some perspective on what the top French players thought about the turnout at the WPT Amneville. Anthony Lelouch. Yes. Can you give me a few words for my radio show? Yes, of course. Oh, good. What can I say? Can I speak French? No. Uh, is it a good day? It's uh, not, not a bad day. Uh, How many chips? 82. Oh, over okay. average, but I played okay. So, the, you know, it's not, I'm not used to play very good those times. <laughs> Come on. I, yeah, I blow like, like five tournaments for this, this last month. So, I'm, I'm happy I played okay. And, uh, but I need cash, you know, that I'm fucking broke. And the holidays are coming and uh, Christmas. And, so, this is uh, a big tournament for you. Ah, not so not big tournament, but it's uh, need some money for, for for to spend and to blow my, my, my cash away. So, but it's like it's a nice field. I mean, uh, are you surprised by how many people came, or do you no, expect no, this no, for no, France? No. The bank is small and uh, France is broke, so they all come to play small tournaments. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's, no, that's true. So yeah. that's why there's a lot of people, and all the French guys are, are over there. The yeah. good ones, the bad ones, uh, and they're all there. Unfortunately, none of those three guys made the money. Perlin, who had a great start to day two, I was watching him a little bit, saw him uh, kind of slow play the queens, try and keep in the pot small, that sort of thing. Uh, he went bust, uh, you know, just about near the end of day two. Uh, didn't hear much from Lelouch. And very, very late, it was about midnight, we were all sitting in the bar. Uh, I think there was vodka and Red Bull going on, all the staff and everything. We were having a great old time when poor Scott O'Reilly comes in. And he had just lost a race. Well, is it a race? He had the Kings versus the Ace King for about two and a half times average. And he could just hear the way he talked. He was like, oh. And there were all these guys, he said, at the table. He said, what he said, opening up for like eight times X. And if I had won that pot, I could have started jamming over the top of him. He was really gutted, uh, but was about to, to then hop into the car with a bunch of guys and drive up to Master Classic. So maybe he'll have a bit of a result there in Amsterdam. I, this Scott is going to be a great player. Anyway, uh, 
We'll be right back. Yo, Phil Helmuth, 11-time world champion of poker, bragging again. You're here listening to The Poker Show with Jesse May. Hey, guys, it's Kara Scott here. Enter your email address at thepokershowlive.com and get the show delivered twice a week. The Crazy Carpenter Brothers. Uh, I first ran into these guys. Actually, it was someone from uh, from party who told me I had to meet these guys. And uh, then we're sitting in the bar one of the one of the middle nights at Amityville, and I'm standing there, and there's someone at the bar who's having kind of an argument with the one of the bartenders trying to get served a, a drink. He's, he's obviously had a few already is Ben Carpenter and he mentions to me that we should know each other because he was on this late night poker ace which was was you know it was about five years ago he must have been 18 years old in one day at the time I had can't remember him at all but apparently he said that uh, this is just when he got into poker he qualified for this late night poker ace Ben Carpenter Brit and uh, he kind of he felt like he embarrassed himself when he got knocked out because he was really hot but I do remember the next year on the Ladbrokes poker cruise to the Caribbean when he got uh, he won one of the side events there at two hundred dollars, which is tough. You know there were some big players of that lad Brooks. The Devilfish was there and Calmar Scally. He got third in the main event. But anyway, since then this Ben Carpenter has been pretty much as he says playing nonstop online tournament grinder on party poker along with his brother Tom, who uh, also plays quite well. But Ben has been the leaderboard champion now at party for uh, you know I think a couple months now and is look is looking uh, very good. Uh, anyway, these guys. Guys are, are very typical uh, of of you know the young Brits who are very talented, putting a lot of time in and uh, becoming great tournament players. And Ben's got personality. Uh, actually, it was quite funny in Amityville. He got into a bunch of trouble with uh, talking at the table because you know most of us used to the no. Uh, only English only at tables, but in French, of course, it was French only. So if you didn't know French and you opened your mouth, you were you were in a violation of the rules. Uh, ben Carpenter was having several violations of the rules and nearly got disqualified. They uh, both of these guys after they got busted for the main event, Ben and Tom, they uh, they were playing a side event, and the thing with the side event was uh, it finished you know like three o'clock in the morning, but then was supposed to start again at noon. Uh, you know, and they were staying in this Luxembourg, and the qualifiers were which was about an hour away. Now, the problem was the main event didn't start till like 3 p.m., so the, the bus from Luxembourg uh, for the qualifiers was leaving the hotel at like noon. So these guys were trying to figure out they were going to have to, and they had both, you know, there was about... I think there's about 40 players left with about 26 getting paid, and they were both on about 10 big blinds. So they were trying to figure out they were going to have to spend 150 euros on a on a cab ride to to, to get to the casino uh, and grab a min cash, which was only like 300 euros. And they were all it was it was crazy. As it turned out, Tom Carpenter nearly binked the event. Uh, he won about nine thousand, got second. And uh, Ben was telling me that uh, the night before they were playing online for their hotel. Luxembourg, and he got disconnected while uh, at the final table, uh, while he was heads up, you know, in a tournament, and uh, it it cost him four grand because by the time he got back on. He had lost the heads up where he had like a 10 to 1 chip lead. Anyway, these guys are a lot of fun. Uh, I've been telling Ben Carpenter, and everybody should know about this. Now, the dates aren't set yet for this Premier League uh, the next year, but you've seen uh, this season. It's on the UK TVs right now. Fantastic stuff. Luke Schwartz does great. And Giovanni Safina, who's become a massive name, you know, he was the guy who qualified, uh, won a qualifier package, went to Vegas, won the $100,000 seat in the last Premier League, ended up doing very well since then. And, you know, he, he had a fantastic final table result, WPT London. Uh, this is a huge stepping stone, this Premier League. And there's going to be qualifier seats available. You want a package to Vegas and a chance uh, to play in this in this uh, internet qualifier uh you know, package for the Premier League. One of those guys uh, who's going to go to Vegas is going to end up in the Premier League, which this year could have a buy-in upwards of, you know, 110, 120,000, something like that. And you get to play against, you know, 
Elmuth, Negranu, Tony G, uh, Luke Schwartz, uh, all those guys who's ever going to be in this year's Premier League. It's going to be something special. So uh, I know Ben uh, Carpenter is going to try and get on this, and so should you. Anyway, here are the Carpenter Brothers. My Big Guns. Is that, that's your name, right? Yeah. Ben Carpenter? Yeah. Why did you pick My Big Guns anyway? Um, all capitals. We I don't know. Uh, <laughs> probably. No, it's, uh, it's like an unrunning joke to do with the, uh, the film Anchorman. Uh, when he's like, uh, check out my guns sort of thing. So it's just a joke that uh, we, we had between each other. So that's a, it's a classic movie, my big yeah, guns. Yeah, yeah. And everybody knows your name because you're, uh, you're number one right now, tournament leaderboard, party yeah. poker. How long have you been, been uh, number one? A few months, maybe four, three, four months. Is it something like you're trying to hold on to now? Yeah, definitely. Like... <laughs> I'm trying to get sponsored off the back of it, but it's, I'm not getting anywhere. How many uh, how many tournaments do you usually play a month? Um, like 40 a day, six days a week. 40 a day, six days a week? Yeah. And uh, what kind of profit are you showing? What kind of ROI like? Uh, Did you track that stuff? Yeah, ROI maybe like 60%. So if, if I buy in enough, like enough volume, then it's, pretty, it's a good return. That's pretty strong, right? 60%? I yeah. thought like 10% is profitable. Yeah. <laughs> it is. I run like God, so what can I say? Now, Ben, you, uh, you've actually been playing uh, quite a long time because you started like, what, what were you, about 15 or something like that? I mean, when you first started like late night poker race and this kind of stuff. Yeah, I try and keep that uh, quiet because I got really angry <laughs> on telly. So. Um, yeah, I've just been playing forever. I played high cash and then I went broke and then I, I spewed my role so many times drunk and I'm uh, just getting my act together now, so... Yeah. Now the uh, the Premier League is coming up. Um, Party Poker Premier League. You kind of feel like you might want a shot at that. Yeah. If, well, if I'm not invited, it's a travesty, really, being uh, <laughs> number one. So. Because yeah. there's probably going to be about like 24 qualifier seats. Yeah. And, so, uh, yeah, yeah. Who, who in the Premier? Have you seen any of the Premier League this year? Um, yeah, I've been watching it. Yeah, yeah I saw. Uh, who, who would you compare yourself to? How do you think you compare to Luke Schwartz? Because you, uh, you seem to kind of have a little bit of an attitude. Like, yeah. Well, you were calling me half flush last night, so that, was, uh, that went down well. Yeah. I don't know. I, I, I do. I, I've got respect for his game, and I like the way he says what he thinks. There's too many PC people that always, uh, you know, say what everyone wants them to say. It's good to have some characters in the game, and all people, all the old donks now, like they can never win. So we need some new people to, uh, you know, bring some personality through. So what do you think of like most? You know, the UK is very strong right now, tournament yeah. players. What do you think of all these young guys like you know Jake Cody, John Ames, Sam Trickett? Uh, you like the way they play? Yeah, the, yeah, yeah, yes. Yeah. Like, I think probably a similar style, all, all sort of similar styles to each other. Just uh, yeah, good, good, aggressive. So uh, and now you brought your brother over to Amberville, and actually he's uh, Paul, right? <laughs> Tom, sorry, <laughs> sorry, Tom. <laughs> Carpenter Brothers. But uh, you actually uh, almost picked one of these tournaments here. Uh, yeah, um, I got heads up, um, got bad beat on one flop, uh, one pot, and where he caught a flush on me, and then. Uh, then I got back to, and I had him out chipped 1.2 million to 60,000 and he, he managed to beat me. It was like six flips in a row. Yeah. <laughs> but I got, I got 90, 9,200. Oh, that's so. pretty good. Is that, is that one of your bigger scores? I mean, uh, uh, Live, yeah. 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 And uh, you're also on the tournament leaderboard with Party as well, right? Uh, yeah, I'm like 30th. I've only played it for like three months out of the year. So you guys have a bit of a competition? Well, no, it's not no, really a competition. <laughs> I just kind of write it. It was a competition for about a month and then it ran away. He's my small guy. <laughs> <laughs> How many years separate you guys? Uh, uh, probably yeah, a world, a world, a world, a world of years. So who got into poker first? Um, Started playing with uh, a dad. Kind of the same time. Well, yeah, I was I was pro a few years before he turned. Like, yeah. Well, I say pro. I'm not like sponsored or anything. But if it's all I ever do, then I suppose it's prime. Well, listen. If you're paying the bills, you're a pro. And yeah, there's probably yeah, a lot of, a lot of sponsored guys who, who couldn't pay the bills if they weren't sponsored, right? Well, so. anyone over forty. <laughs> well, I, I never got I never got a job. I went at the age of like, turned eighteen. Started playing online, yeah. started winning, and just uh, just done that since like three years, uh, five years. So, do you guys think that there's a there's a big future as far as uh, online poker compared to live, or do you think that value is leaving online? Poker? Yeah, well, I mean, it's it's I find it hard to play a live tournament when I'm playing one table. I mean, it's it's like a it's like a day off when I play a, a live tournament compared to online. And yeah, I think lives. You you were actually having some fun last night. You were telling me because I mean uh, there was this there's this. You know, usually it's English only at the table, but here it's French 
only, yeah. and you just you couldn't stay quiet, could you? I was quite, no, I was pretty drunk, and uh, I nearly got kicked out of the tournament a few times. But, uh, they, I mean, they actually told you if you said one more word, you were out of the tournament, right? Yeah, and yeah, <laughs> more, than, more than once. More than once. They said that. Obviously, they're French, so they've got no backbone. But like uh, tournaments like this, I mean, the value is just great. You guys are pretty happy you came. I mean, it, yeah. I mean, if you were playing against people that were making random decisions, it would be tougher than this. Uh, I'm not even joking. I mean, yeah. it's it's horrendous. And I mean, it's really even compared to the internet and the fact that it was uh, a, a, a like a high blind tournament. Oh, yeah. this is like um, it's like a, I don't know, a really small, like eleven dollar speed. The standard was, and this is like five five hundred euro tournament. Yeah. People were just like trying to get in the money and being scared, and yeah. you just run all well, over. Well, France, France and Italy obviously play independently from the rest of the world, so they're probably like ten years behind in the poker it's, development. You really feel like that. I mean, when yeah, you come yeah, to yeah. places like this, I mean, oh, it's free money. The edges is, is, is anybody with a real clue will just destroy these players. And so does this make you want to go to places like Marrakesh, Venice, you know, uh, Vienna, that kind of thing? Yeah, definitely. Yeah, yeah. 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 Most, you guys are gonna be trying to qualify for most stuff on yeah, party. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, I've actually I've got um, I've been, like struggling to get away because I've got obviously I've got a son and a, you know a girlfriend and I'm like a fan, I'm like kind of a family man as well. Yeah, so you've got to, you know. It's I can't, tough. I can't yeah. go to everything, but yeah, I'm trying to get. I want to build my profile and start uh, doing my life too. Have you guys been to Vegas yet? I haven't yet. Yeah. You have? Yeah. You were there last yeah. year or? Yeah. No, I didn't go last year. But so yeah. so maybe the Premier League in March is the thing because, like, I mean, yeah. it would be... Uh, I would love to. Yeah. Be, yeah, I'd love to do that. That'd be brilliant. But, but I, don't, I don't think it's going to happen. So. <laughs> I'll probably uh, spew it all away and be like number 100 by then. You wouldn't what? remember my name. <laughs> <laughs> what do you think of Tony G's game? Have you watched him? I mean, uh, you know, he's he's got a mouth. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, I've got a mouth. Could you, could you, could you, would you be able to handle his table talk, you think? Yeah, I, if I could keep cool. Yeah, yeah, I'd like to play against him, actually. I mean, he's, he gets out of line sometimes with people, like that Andrew Robel thing, I thought. Yeah. You know, I, I think he's funny and I like to watch him, but sometimes he, I think he oversteps the mark. And Calling the clock really quick like that. Yeah, and then shouting at him and stuff. It's like, it's, it's but it, it works for him, doesn't it? I yeah, mean, that's it part of the live game. Yeah. Against, against some people yeah. yeah. it does, so there's a reason why he does it. And I mean, that sounds like what you were doing last night. You were having guys fold all kinds of hands <laughs> against you. Yeah, I, I jammed five hands in a row and with like six high most of the time. They just, it, it's, it's funny. Bad. Yeah. It's laughably bad. So, who is your guys' peer group like that you hang out with? Uh, you know, in poker, is it pretty much just you guys talk poker, or do you have a lot of other guys you yeah. talk with? Yes. Um, well, I know a few people, but um, I don't often like uh, go to live events and stuff. So, uh, yeah, you know, I'll chat on MSN or whatnot, but I don't really, you know. I'm kind of just I'm kind of independent so. and, and and you feel like maybe the next year is going to be the time to break through I mean you know or do you feel like you know you you kind of broken through already I mean as far as your game goes online online yeah definitely yeah. and uh, I'm just finding it easier and easier to win like and I, I've almost made I feel like I'm making almost no mistakes and I've, I've get, rarely get a read wrong and stuff so uh, it's really going well for me but when you play 12 hours a day 6 days a week if you don't get good play, something you play wrong 12 hours a day yeah, 6 days yeah. a week yeah Wow, 40 tournaments a day. Mm. So just about everything, pretty much. Yeah, just any, everything that's not nailed down or for, yeah. So. All right, listen, you guys are playing in the side event right now. What is yeah, it? Sure. And so you're looking for, uh, you know, to go so, one better here, Tom, yeah, right? Yeah, um, I think... I'd love, I'd love to uh, get a final at the final table. I mean, you feel like it's like a turbo, but you guys actually think you've got a pretty it, big edge here. It's more of an edge because of that. It's yeah. just like the party poker speeds. It's like a similar structure because it's 20-minute blinds, but yeah. the, 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 especially the French players, they play very slowly. Yeah. They think about their decisions for 30 seconds, then just fold. Yeah. And, uh, and that, you always you know they're folding. Yeah. Right. <laughs> you get two hands yeah. <laughs> That's been some level, so about about five hands. How many times did you say you were all in in that tournament then? I uh, lost count. They were just accepting being bullied. Yeah. I went from 150,000 to 400,000 without a showdown. Wow. Just, just bullying yeah. them. I fancy my chances cashing this would just get better being down one card. <laughs> That's not bad though, yeah. That's great. Alright, good luck. The okay. Carpenter Brothers. Cheers, 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 cheers guys. Cheers. I'm the best now, and I smash it now. I've proved it already. I've crossed European side, I've crossed American side. If you don't wind me up anymore, I'm sending everyone broke, and that's the problem. <laughs> <laughs>
Hey guys, this is Sinisa. I'm with the Royal Flush Girls. You're listening to The Poker Show with Jesse May and Party Poker. All packages are not the same. You try and win a seat to one of these tournaments, and what do you get? You get your hotel? Do you get your flights? Is it a good hotel? Are there any perks? Well, Dave Brannon from Living It, Loving It uh, addresses this issue. He organizes tons of the packages. Right now, uh, the word on the street is B-Win are the big spenders, but Party Poker is not far behind. You know, when they, t- they take their qualifiers out, uh, when th- at the World Series, you got the suite, very, very important. That's right off the floor. You get your meals there, uh, something to drink, place to relax. Uh, it is really interesting. You know, uh, the big sites, uh, and I'm talking about the big two, you know who they are, Tilton and Stars. Uh, they pretty much leave guys, uh, especially at the World Series, they leave them in a vacuum, in a void. Uh, you know, for, for something like the UKIPT and stuff, it's all right because you get a party, it's a little more intimate. But you have to be very careful about the bigger events, who you qualify with. And uh, Dave Brandon talks a little bit about this. I'm here with David Brannon. Now, David, you are part of the company. It's called Living It, Loving It. Is that it? Correct, yeah. And that's pretty descriptive for what you do for people. <laughs> well, I hope so. I mean, we've got an entertainment division. We've got an events division. And uh, certainly on the event side of it, mostly what we do is look after poker sites and poker players. So. Yeah, and it's fun. I mean, it, it, the, the reason I became aware of this whole thing is that, you know, there's a couple different sites in this WPT Amityville are now coming in, and everyone has a package for players. Mm-hmm. And one of the packages I became aware of is that people who qualified on BWIN were going skiing, they're going to a Michelin-starred restaurant, uh, I mean, they're staying at a really nice hotel. It's 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 fun. It's great fun. I mean, and BWIN do a wonderful package. I mean, yeah, their welcome party was, uh, we actually had to open the Michelin Star restaurant specially because it was All Saints Day. Uh, had a wonderful time. Um, we're taking them skiing tomorrow. Then after the skiing, we're taking them to a spa so they can get a treatment as well, so they can chill out. The next day, obviously, these were the guys who have been unfortunate enough to bust out because <laughs> right. hopefully people miss this. And then the next day, we're taking them to a, a go-kart track where we're putting on a competition where they actually win a trophy, etc. And then we're taking them to a nightclub and um, partying hard all through the night before we send them home on the plane. It's brilliant. Now, I mean, like, the history of this business is obviously, I think, World Series packages in Las Vegas is where it all started. And it's gotten to a point now where the the difference between a good World Series package and a bad World Series package, it's, it's just night and day, right? What do you think a good World Series package should involve? Well, to me, I'm maybe I'm old school. I've been going to the World Series since beginning of the 90s I am that old I'm afraid so um, to me going to Vegas is about excitement having fun having a good time and giving the player a good time and it doesn't necessarily have to cost as much as people think so a good package to me should involve the player gets a decent amount of spending money I am a firm believer as well though that the site should pay some of that money out in Vegas because a lot of people are very naive and don't really know what their bankroll should be Uh, they should be given a good party when they arrive they should be probably given a few little benefits so if take Vegas, I mean, uh, they went dune buggy riding in Vegas this year, and we can take them skydiving, we can take them shooting, and just add a little bit of fun in there for the guys, and then, you know, make the package not too expensive, so they, I mean, for the sites, it's about number of qualifiers now, right? and, you know, I think that some maybe cut it too tight, but I understand why, because for the circuit player, um, there's sort of like two tile players, there's the first time winners who just want the experience and it's fantastic and then there's the circuit player that quite honestly just wants to get there and play poker right because they go to so many of them exactly but if you want to make poker fun and interesting I compare poker to the PGA or where it should be and that's my view and if you went to a PGA event or if you've ever been they put on a lot of events they really look after the people there tell me about because Europe now for me there's so many great destinations in Europe with poker I mean, I mean you know even, even Amneville completely new obviously the value yeah. in the tournament there. there's, you know, there's some fun stuff here tell me about a destination that people should be looking at in Europe that maybe is off their radar for fun you know for plus the poker well I mean certainly we're getting very good reports from Croatia um, we, we spoke to a couple of people we didn't actually go to that event but there was an event in Croatia in August which got great rep- uh, response I think everyone knows Khans uh, as, uh, as an event um, we're looking at Greece now um, we've just um, also looking at uh, let me think the Montesino which I, again yeah. I think that everybody Vienna, should yeah. in Vienna because of the new casino and the way certainly the way I think that they're going to do it it's going to be good um, 
So in Europe, I think there are lots of things coming up. But in honesty, we actually would love the players to come back to us and tell us because nobody knows better than the experience of the players. And, you know, somebody could give us the top five venues that they think that there should be, then absolutely, I'm fairly certain, working with the WPT now, that you might be surprised that they will come online very quickly. The, um, the poker players I know, and I include myself, uh, their number one characteristic is they're lazy. And, <laughs> and, and, and what happens, I mean, is like, you know, you go to a place. I mean, I think I was in Vienna for poker ten times, and I never went to the opera. Never, you know, I wanted to, but it never got organized for me. I'm just wondering if there's any scope for, like, add-on packages, you know, where it's like, you know, a guy wins a package to some country, and then he comes to your company or even the site that's qualified him and says, look, I want to bring my partner, my girlfriend, or whatever. Isn't there some kind of add-on holiday that you've arranged for all the guys Yeah, afterwards? totally. We do that. I mean, we've been doing it for the World Series for seven years, but we've just started working with the WPT, and we sort of came into Amneville halfway through, so over the next couple of months, hopefully you'll see on the WPT site pre-registration going up. So players who just want to register can register just for the event, right. for the event in the hotel, or for the event in the hotel and add-on packages. So we are going to start offering all of those things. With the WPT? With that's, the WPT. that's so exciting because, I mean, it's just, it just seems like this is something, you know, this also makes it more palatable for partners and exactly. things like that. Exactly. Yeah. I mean, you, you've got Venice coming up. I mean, we, I, I don't know the dates 100% certain. I know that they're just finalizing those. It's definitely, from my understanding, the beginning of February. Venice is a wonderful but very expensive city. But um, I know that if I was going to Venice, there's no way in hell that my wife would not want to go along with me. Right. So, and, you know, and if, if you haven't arranged something for her that doesn't just involve the, exactly. the casino and the hotel, if you're I, in bad She's trouble. sitting on the rail, I'm dead meat. Right. So, um, uh, I think that, so that, that's something that you're going to be thinking absolutely. about. Absolutely. The, yeah. the whole point is that equally we've got to look at people's bankrolls. So what we're trying to do is get different great hotels. So we're trying to get like three, four, five-star hotels as well so that you can cut and paste the package. So this will grow over the next um, three to six months, but I'm sure you can appreciate building websites, making sure it's right, equally doing it in local language as well, which is what we'll do. Um, is, it takes a little bit of time, so we want to get it right. And just so your, your relationship, well, you guys are a travel agency, but you're also working with the sites, so theoretically you're getting, you're working in bulk, you're getting better deals than people could be getting on their own. Is this Mo almost always? Yeah. Uh, most of the cases, it's not almost always because sometimes last minute walk-ins, you can get a, a better deal. So we'll never claim that we're always going to be the cheapest. But considering we don't, you know, if you both book a hotel deal, we won't charge you for any of the registration or administration and stuff like that. In a lot of cases, it can be convenient. You know, we're an event management company, but on the ground, you could imagine that we're sort of like a host. So we're there to look after you as well. And, you know, we'll give you a, pa a pack when you get there. So you And the WPT, you know, they're really putting a lot of effort in. I think they're doing a really good job. They've yeah. got a great team. And they're going to be producing a brochure for every event going forward. So they're really trying to make it much more mainstream, and that's much more palatable for just not just the recreational player, but for the professional People well. have different reasons for going to exactly, these things. Yeah. You know? um, so tell me about something, I don't know, really special that, that is in the pipeline as far as a park for a player park, maybe. Um, as a player park, oh God, as a, for the WPT or for just anything, anything in WSOP. general? I mean, you know, just, I know you're going to be doing a lot of stuff w that's in, in the works, but I mean, like anything now that, you know, something special in Vegas, maybe, or right, Australia, I mean, or anywhere. I don't uh, what we're trying to do is we'd like to set up a golf tournament um, next time in the WSOP we're talking to uh, all of the sites and seeing if they'll do a challenge match between each one of their players while they're out there that's we're, cool we set a poker tournament yeah. up in the win this year we're going to do a, a poker challenge probably in the win this year between various people we'd love to get like a Ryder Cup going as well and send a team over from Europe um, during that and send something there so we're working on that whether all of these things come off I don't know I mean we're definitely going to be doing um, sending everyone out shooting I think we're we're going to throw a few people out of an aeroplane this year and do some <laughs> skydiving. So, um, yeah, I mean, depending on what some of the sites are working on, right. it's difficult at the moment to state for next year uh, exact things that we're working on. But, yeah, definitely watch out. Um, and, and people should ask. Like, I mean, just for instance, people qualifying for the WSOP, they should find out what the package includes. Because yeah, of course. packages are all different. I mean, I have to say that... 
generally what we try to include in our package, certainly from the site's perspective, is what we don't like is players getting hit with extras. So things yeah. like the internet, we virtually always get that included because we know that that's so important. And there's no stupid taxes that anybody has to pay. We try it with a lot of places. I mean, we put a lot of people up in the Palazzo in Vegas, for example, and we get breakfast included so that the you know the players we understand what they need. I yeah. mean, you know, yeah, you've I, been doing this for a while, and you're, yeah, you're kind of a poker player, player yourself. Yeah, a bad one, but yeah. <laughs> so I mean, so but people have felt very taken care of here, and you know, these were logistically this was a, a bit of a challenge, I can see. But <laughs> I mean, yeah, it's only going to get better, and then that sort of thing. But people have been happy, and then they, you know, that's uh, that's a big credit to you. So thank uh, you, good thank luck, you. David. Thank you. All right, cheers. Thanks very cheers. much. Hello, I'm Black Belt Poker's Neil Channing, and you're listening to The Poker Show with Jesse May. Marvelous. Hi, this is Jennifer Haley. Please enter your email address at www.thepokershowlive.com and get this show delivered twice a week. I've never been to Marrakesh, but I can't wait to go. Morocco. I've heard wonderful, exotic things about both his place and the tournament, how well people are treated. Uh, I talked to a lot of the Irish guys who went last year when the WPT Morocco was also sponsored by Chili Poker. Owen O.D., who I'm friendly with. You know, he's Donico D's son. Quite a player in his own right. Got second in that tournament. And then John O'Shea. I read his blog on Boil Poker Blog all the time. Uh crazy stories about the hijinks and the great cash games they found in Morocco last year. Pretty sure those guys are going back. Uh, you should think about it yourself. Great place to take your wife, your girlfriend, your partner for a vacation. Uh, there's going to be, apparently, this this hotel is something fantastic. You can still qualify. Check on the sites. I'm sure, you know, Chili Poker, Party Poker running qualifiers for this still. Uh, you got to think about going to these locations, and why not Morocco? It's like, it's like 60 pounds from Gatwick or Luton. Alexander Dreyfus. Yes. Uh, it's nice to meet you and excited about this tournament in Marrakesh. You're with uh, with Chile Gaming. This is the second one you're doing now, isn't it? Yeah, we have signed uh, one year ago an agreement with World Poker Tour to set up three events in Marrakesh. Uh, it's going to be the second edition. Last year was uh, 416 players. Which, uh, I heard it was very successful. Yeah, a couple was... of British and Irish guys went over, did well actually. Yeah, we have an Irish who finished second. Yeah, OOD, uh, right? and Exactly. And no, no, it was very successful very exciting uh, and uh, I hope this year it's going to be more or less the same uh, field uh, we expect to have at least 400 players and we hope that we're going to have more but uh, the, the market is quite difficult so we have to promote it a lot What uh, should people know about Marrakesh? I mean I, I'm going I've never been before but it sounds like a fun place to go Yeah Marrakesh is an exciting place it's like the you know um, it's exotic it's a little bit magic it's a, a little bit mysterious and the, the advantage of going to uh, the WPT Marrakesh is in the buy-in, which is a 5,000 euro. You have included, uh, the, of course, the buy-in, but you have included as well the room of the hotel okay. for during the during the event, as well a buffet for the dinner, which is amazing. Like That's it's very it's good amazing, yeah. and uh, as well the breakfast and lunch. So I mean, it's a kind of all-inclusive. Uh, package and uh, the people are very kind it's a beautiful weather it's going to be like 25 degrees celsius uh, you can go to the swimming pool you have a beautiful dinner no it's it's amazing well i talked to some people there was a big buy-in tournament in marrakesh a like hundred thousand or something yeah. last uh, month and i talked to some guys there they said that that the people in Marrakesh, they take care of you. They take care of the players very well. Yeah, it's true. I mean, the, 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 the WPT Marrakesh is run by, let's say, two families. First one is the family uh, who own and run the casino and the hotel, the family uh, of Madame Bochet. Uh, and the second part is, let's say, myself, is Chili Poker. Uh, and we, we, we are focused on the player and the, yeah, the player experience. We, we do it because we want to make a festival because that, um, this year, for example, the WPT Marrakesh is included in a new event called the Chili Poker Marrakesh Festival, which is a 10, uh, 10 days event starting the 20th of November. Oh, so people should actually come early because yeah, the yeah. main event's not till the 26th. Yeah, the 26th, uh, 26th, I think, for the yeah. main event. And uh, Deep Stack Open, which is a 500 euro buy-in with 50,000 chips wow. uh, with a uh, structure made by Matt Savage, uh, is starting the 20th of November. And we want to do a festival, a fiesta of poker. So my aim uh, is to become like a PCA of Bahamas, but in Marrakesh, in 
the next two or three years nice. in Marrakech in November every year. And uh, as far as qualifying goes, Chili Poker is still able to qualify there? or Yes, of course. You, you can qualify on ChiliPoker.com and ChiliPoker.fo. Uh, you can qualify as well on Party. You can qualify on other websites. But uh, yeah, I mean, you, there is still online satellite uh, till the 22nd, I think. When uh, you're here in Amityville and you see this big turnout, it's kind of exciting to see uh, how big a turnout could be for something like this, right? Yeah, I'm quite impressed as well of this, uh, about the venue. It's the first time I come to, uh, to Amneville, uh, and uh, it's, uh, it's a success as well. It's mainly due to the fact that the French market has opened in, Ju- in July, uh, and now there is a big boom about the online poker, so it helps a lot. And in Marrakech, it's going to be a very fishy field as well, <laughs> because okay. it's, uh, it's going to be like 70% of French players, so it's a very good uh, destination for good players. But actually, some of the Irish guys I talked to from last year, they said the cash games, they had never seen anything like them. Is that still going on? Or? Yeah, there is a very high uh, roller cash game. Uh, it's very weird, but if you are a good player, you can make big money. Or, or lose big money. Or lose yeah, big yeah, money. But you if, you play play a good, if you play well, you can <laughs> only win because uh, stat- because the, the Moroccan players, especially, they, they gamble. So sometimes they, to- they, they get their, the, the good ends, but when they don't, they still pay. And if you have the, good, the winning ends, you will always get the... <laughs> so it's good. Okay, so no other problems people should know about getting in and out? The no, visas, the, the visa is okay. Uh, as far as I know, uh, of course, for every European American, there is no visa issue. The only, uh, just be aware that it's a little bit complicated to uh, cash in and cash out okay. so they need to uh, when they transfer money or when they do the, they, they transfer their buy-in they need to keep the proof that they have transferred their buy-in uh, euro, GPB, USD to the local currency because to get back the money in their own currency they will have to prove this I see but again the casino and the Chili Poker team and the WPT uh, team will be there to help out everybody right and you've had a year to work on it so yeah, yeah, yeah. everything last year was very good so yeah. This year is going to be better. Okay. Well, listen, thanks very much, and I hope to see you there. Thanks. All right. Sure. Why not Marrakesh? And if not Marrakesh, or if Marrakesh, why not think about Vienna in December as well? I was telling before about these guys from the Montessori Casino uh, I met. They're having a, I think it's a thousand euro buy-in uh, event. It's like December 8th to 11th uh, at this new Montessori Casino in, in Vienna. And they are so eager to get people there. They were talking about the things they'll do. There was a guy, Scott O'Reilly, who they were trying to convince. And they were saying, look, if you book now, you'll get a free hotel for your stay. So that's pretty good. And you'll get a free shuttle bus to the EPT in Prague, which is the next week if you play, which also sounds pretty good. They're offering this to everybody. Plus, you get 20% off at the Fun Palace, who apparently is right down the street for them. I don't want to describe what goes on in the Fun Palace because I've never been there. But I understand. I don't, it's it's a is it a strip club slash brothel? I don't know. I think in Vienna the lines are are very blurred. But they're promising a lot of fun for everyone who comes to Vienna. Listen, you don't have to. It's a, it's a great place in December anyway. All the shopping and everything like that. And if you're thinking about maybe going to the EPT Prague or you just want a little trip there, what a great tournament! How are they? Are they going to meet that? guarantee a half a million euros with a with only a thousand euro buy-in i don't know but it's certainly going to be fantastic really nice guys and really eager to sort of put this vienna on the map this montessori casino on the map they're going to be hosting an ept there uh later uh, excuse me a wpt vienna next year uh so they really want to show what they can do and uh i think you should probably you know check it out we'll be right back What's up, guys? It's Dragon here. You're listening to the Party Poker Show with Jesse May and Party Poker. Winning at poker isn't getting easier, so take your game to the next level with exclusive chapters from Dusty Schmidt's groundbreaking book, Treat Your Poker Like a Business. Dusty Schmidt played in Party Poker's big game back in February. He's the ultimate grinder with a mind-blowing win rate. He's won over $3 million in cash games, and he's never had a losing month. Now, Dusty's new book, Treat Your Poker Like a Business, shows you how to get serious about your poker and turn your hobby into a profitable enterprise. You can download exclusive chapters now by entering your email address at thepokershowlive.com.
Well, that's all we got time for this evening. Uh, next time, now the World Series of Poker final table has happened. I watched it, and I will be tracking it down. I'm going to talk to lots of people who were there, who watched it, the guys who know, uh, some of the guys who saw everything, including some of the commentators. So we'll see you next time on The Poker Show. We'll